I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey, I hope everyone had a great Christmas and a wonderful start to the new year. Uh, 2020 has been a different year than I think any of us expected. Every time a new year rolls around, we reflect and look forward to some sort of change, progress, or reset. It's great to have momentum, inspiration, and goals, but what we all have hopefully learned is that we aren't in control, which of course makes our flesh absolutely crazy because that is what we as humans crave. However, spiritually is the best news because that means someone who actually sees all of the time has infinite wisdom and power and loves us more than we can understand is the one in control. Ideally, I'd love to live like I truly believe that. I know it's true, but my old man often wants to take the ball back and try to force my will as far as my short-sighted flesh sees and poorly understands. Oftentimes, I do this in fear. Recently, I had something from my past make its way back into my present. This situation had been left and shut for about 10 years, and these relationships were toxic and harmful to our kids and family at the time. I used to be so angry. Have you ever been so angry that you prayed for God to teach them, whoever they are, a lesson as if you were always the one who made all the right decisions? I was so consumed with anger. I quote a lot from Charles Spurgeon, and for good reason. Uh, One of the things he said was, Earnest intercession will be sure to bring love with it. I do not believe you can hate a man for whom you habitually pray. If you dislike any brother, Christian, pray for him doubly, not only for his sake, but for your own, that you may be cured of prejudice and saved from all unkind feeling. And in Matthew 5, 43-44, it says, Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I knew I had a root of bitterness in my heart towards these people, and I had not laid it at God's feet because I was still so consumed with anger. So I began praying for them those many years ago, and for myself. I prayed that we would all be brought into a right relationship with God and that God would help us to all love Him more than anything else and that we would be reconciled by our love for Him and one another if that was His will. By staying in the Bible and allowing God's Word to renew and transform my mind and heart, I started growing a love for these people. I once prayed for revenge. I wanted their relationship with God to be right more than I wanted justice. God healed my heart and gave me peace. However, recently, when they reached out after all these years, I would like to say I was cool as a cucumber and mirrored Mother Teresa, but my knee-jerk reaction was to metaphorically slam the door and hide. It's been all these years of peace, and I didn't want to deal with any drama or potential hurt. It's easy to live in peace when the other party isn't around. And as a woman, I tend to overanalyze and worry about every possible direction and outcome before anything takes course. Which is absolutely silly. If you're doing that, stop it. It will cause more problems than not. We can also look to the Bible for proof of that. In Matthew 6, 27-34, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 
Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. All I have to do is to seek God and his kingdom and leave the rest up to him and stop worrying. In our fear, we want to make decisions based solely on that. That's the worst thing we can do. We aren't seeking God when we do that. We are seeking our own comfort and relying on our own sight. I fear blank, therefore I'm going to do XYZ so that I can protect myself. But if I choose to follow God, I am not my own master. I rely on his sight and his will over my own. I cannot allow my emotions to control me. Charles Spurgeon also said, I've learned to kiss the wave that strikes me against the rock of ages. How beautiful is that when we think of every wave, circumstance, trial in our life as an opportunity that brings us closer to God. James 1, 2-4 says, My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Know this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. I do not know the outcome of every situation or how everything will exactly unfold. But what I do know is that I have a loving Father who cares so much about me and about my family. And I trust that His sight is so much better than my own. I will follow where he leads, even when I can't see where we are going, even if I'm afraid. I will trust in him. Psalm 56, 11, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. I pray that in every decision we make this year, it is the choice that draws us closer to Jesus. If y'all ever have any questions or prayer requests, always know you can email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to y'all next Monday.